If you're not adopting technology, building technology, or partnering with somebody that has the technology, they're not going to win. If you're not adopting the technology or, or building, it's going to be very difficult to stay in the space. Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted, the show dedicated to innovation in the insurance industry. Each episode, you'll get a dose of thought leadership from the industry's top business minds, influencers, innovators, and executive leaders. If you want to transform your corner of the industry and exchange innovative ideas, you need to subscribe to this podcast. Now here's your host, Abel Travis. Hey everyone, welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast, where we dedicate our discussion to insurance innovation. So uh, first and foremost, I, as always, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. You know, over the year, there's been many uh, that's come uh, into play uh, and that started since we've been going uh, two years ago. Um, and of course, you could be listening to any one of those, but you did choose to listen to this one. So Thank you. I do truly appreciate it. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, just given all of the feedback that I got from folks out there, um, you all are getting a lot of value from listening to this podcast and you're applying it to your day to day lives um, as you're looking and working to transform the insurance industry. So thank you. You know, with that said, I just want to remind everyone that we are very close to releasing the 100th episode of this podcast, um, and it's going to be recorded live at a court connect at the conference um, that's being held in Boston on the 29th and the 30th of this month. So uh, hopefully, you know, I'll get the opportunity to see you there. But if I don't get the chance to see you at a court connect, um, you know, you'll get a lot of insights from the live studio audience um, in uh, through listening to this podcast um, for the 100th. 100th episode, you know, um, I'm uh, really excited that we finally um, hit that milestone. And, um, you know, I do truly uh, appreciate having the opportunity to come uh, to you all um, and speak to you with some of the guests on this podcast on a weekly basis. So thank you. So I am excited to be speaking with Andy Prizman. Now he's the chief executive officer of CoverDesk, a company that's focused on bringing a new paradigm to independent insurance agent operations. Andy, it is a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Abel, for having me. It's great to be here today. Hey, so so Andy, um, you know, I know a lot about what you all are doing over at CoverDesk, but even before we get there, I want to uh, set the stage for the folks that are listening just so they can get an opportunity to know you and what you're doing. So, Andy, if you don't mind, you know, talk to me a little bit about your background, knowing that you've worked in the insurance space in multiple organizations as well as founded an, an, an insurance agency. So if you don't mind, talk a little bit about your history. Sure. No, that's great. So um, right out of college, uh, I went to work right for New York Life and uh, was selling life insurance. And I knew that uh, that really wasn't uh, a path for me long term. It was a great training and uh, uh, had a good experience there. And then really what I figured out was uh, I wanted to be in the PNC space and focus on personal lines and small commercials. So I started my agency with Farmers Insurance in Houston, Texas. Um, and then, uh, you know, had a great career with Farmers, started my agency. And then after some time, after Hurricane Ike, uh, I decided that, hey, we would go independent. And so we became an independent agency. It allowed us to grow quicker, faster, um, really give our, give our clients more um, choice in the matter. And that we didn't just work for one company, we worked for our client. So um, that was from about 2005 to about 2010. Um, 
I was with farmers and then we went independent uh, from, I guess, 2010 up until now. And we really built a nice organization at Greenway Insurance and we're a multi-location insurance agency that's still open today and I still own it. And really, um, you know, we just, we really needed to find different ways to change our company. We knew that the industry was changing. Uh, I had worked on a couple other uh, insure tech startups. One of them was that we were building a product for a company for, um, uh, crowdfunding, crowdfunding insurance. And, uh, you know, we, we did some of that and didn't really go anywhere. Uh, you know, I, my job was to bring the carrier and I did that and, uh, we couldn't integrate the product to, um, couldn't integrate, we couldn't integrate the product. So, um, you know, I've worked on a couple different, you know, startup type insure tech opportunities over the last couple of years and really, uh, covered us kind of was founded before it was ever covered us. It was started in Greenway Insurance. Uh, and we said, Hey, let's hire somebody, uh, a virtual assistant. And, and that's what we did. And we did it over and over and over. And we realized how good of a service that we could actually provide to our competitors, uh, other insurance agencies around the U S or MGAs or insurtechs. And really, um, that's kind of high level, um, you know, a little bit about my background, but, you know, covered us, um, you know, we've got a lot of great opportunities right now. And, uh, really solving major problems within the independent agency channel. So that's a little bit about my background. I don't know if there's anything specific that you want to know, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the incumbent, you know, and there's a lot of incumbents out there that, you know, we want to solve the same problems that all the insure techs and all the new startups are out there doing. So I think it's a great time to be uh, in the insurance business and just a lot of tremendous opportunity right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that opportunity. You know, this is absolutely a great time to, to be in the insurance business, especially with all of the transformation that we're seeing take place in this space as, as we speak today now. You know, I, I do want to unpack a couple of the things that you mentioned, but even before that, you know, I, I find that um, you, you're in a really unique position. Being, uh, you know, coming from the industry, um, also coming from the vantage point of having started and running an insurance agency, you have uh, an upper leg on a lot of the other insure techs out there in the fact that you intimately know what the needs are of the independent insurance agency as well as how those independent insurance agents engage with the carrier partners that they work with. You know, so with that said, it, it sounds like um, all of those experiences and, and, and you know, the, the, the things that you all were facing and experiencing as, as a part of that agency helped to birth CoverDesk. So if, if you don't mind, Andy, you know, dig uh, a little bit deeper in terms of what specifically CoverDesk is intended to do um, and how CoverDesk is making waves um, in the insurance industry in terms of helping the independent insurance agent. Sure. So CoverDesk is a virtual assistant company. We're an office-based virtual assistant company, and we provide virtual assistance to insurance agencies, MGAs, insurtechs, and these are client-facing and non-client-facing virtual assistants. So our, our, um, our value proposition is that we're here to help you hire somebody that can handle the busy work, you know, the stuff that, um, you know, just, you know, in an insurance agency, there are so many things that have to be done from certificates of insurance to uh, downloading policies um, to uh, handling billing, memos, cancellations, quoting insurance policies, things that really take a lot of time where you don't want your staff that really is there to retain business or sell new business 
handling. So really it's, you know, the 10 to $15 an hour work, you know, put that on somebody else that doesn't need to have an insurance license to deal with that. So we're really solving problems for insurance agencies, uh, really because they have people in their office just, you know, staring at their phone saying, please don't ring again. I already have enough to do. And a lot of it is that there are so many changes with insurance companies and, and companies really need to, you know, they change their rates all the time. So it causes insurance agencies and MGAs to really, uh, you know, have more work, honestly. I mean, it's, you know, j- just for us to keep uh, afloat, you know, there, there's a, you know, every, there's a change with every carrier all the time. And uh, a lot of times uh, it makes our job a lot harder because we're the ones that are actually servicing the business. Um, so it's not as automated as, as we would like, you know, it's becoming better and better, but until there's serious change and, um, carriers can adopt, uh, you know, the, you know, they can make changes. Um, agencies are going to have to do the same thing. And I think, you know, there's a lot of agencies that want to make these changes, um, but with new technologies and more outsourcing, uh, that's going on it's going to make the agency just a whole lot more efficient. So that's kind of what we're doing. Um, you know, we hire the virtual assistants and really we believe that a virtual assistant um, should work directly for our clients. So you know, they might be halfway across the world, but they're the ones that are actually hiring the virtual assistant with us. We line up about three to five candidates for every person that our client wants to hire. Um, we give them their resume. We give them an assessment to really show, are they like a perfectionist type person or persistent consistent type person versus, you know, we don't want to hire a sales leader to do back-end operational work, um, like certificates of insurance or quoting insurance policies, things like that. So, um, you know, we're a little bit different than just your typical outsourcing company that's going to do the work. You're actually uh, talking and communicating with the virtual assistant by phone or Skype or Zoom. Um, if you have a Monday morning meeting and you want that virtual assistant to be there or whatever day it's on, they'll actually be there. So it's a different approach to where um, they're a part of your company. Um, they're just not in your office. Um, and that's, that's really our approach. And today we've got about 160 people working for U.S. insurance agencies and, and a handful of MGAs around the U.S. And it's been a very short amount of time. Covered Us was really launched January of 2018. And it really it started with um, a few of our a few of a few of my friends that were in the business said, hey, we want to do the same thing that Greenway Insurance is doing. So we tried it and it worked. And we formalized January of 2018, and we actually uh, got a few more calls, and we started we started home base. So we didn't have an office. We were working out of uh, our virtual assistants' houses, and we knew that that wasn't a long term approach for us we actually received a call from somebody that I had known for a long time that said, Hey, we want to hire 20 people. So we actually ended up hiring 20 people today. There are about 42 people for one of our clients and they sell homeowners insurance. So um, we have all different types of clients from commercial insurance to, to personal lines insurance. Um, but at the end of the day, we're there to solve problems for the back office because there's so many, there's so much back office that an insurance agency or an MGA that's been a traditional broker has to do. And that's still going on today. As much as everyone is transitioning to be a digital broker, the carriers aren't there yet. They're working on it, but it's, they're not there. So, um, but that's, you know, a little bit about cover desk and, and what we do. Um, you know, we really, 
our offices in Quezon City. We have three sites. We're in Metro Manila. Um, I just got back. You know, we really are hiring phenomenal people. Um, and we've, we've really never seen anything like it um, in our insurance agency and for our clients as well. And I think they're all very, very happy. Um, it's definitely a different approach, um, but it seems to be working very well. Yeah, you know, I think when we look at what individuals and insurance agencies are doing, uh, you know, especially as you're talking with the producers or the, or the CSRs, I, I would agree with you. You know, there are a lot of things that's probably on their desks that probably isn't adding value from a sales perspective and and, and so on that you, they can get a, a much better ROI and re- return on, you know, uh, having someone else or another individual uh, do that same work so they could focus on their attention on doing what they do well and, and that servicing and bringing in the business from a, from a customer facing perspective. Now, you know, with that said, um, when you all came together, so it, it's amazing, by the way, I look at, you know, you starting uh, in January, uh, officially in January of 2018 and, and where you all have grown from that point today um, in servicing uh, and, and, and working with other insurance agencies. I, I find that to be really amazing. But, um, but what I also see is the fact that, hey, this may not be only a capability that an insurance agency needs. Um, but also uh, a capability with the subject matter expertise around insurance that either new insure tech startups could potentially use or even carriers. So, Andy, I wonder when you think about where CoverDesk is going, do you look at expanding beyond the insurance agency usage or do you see it as a, 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 a function in which is only going to be leveraged by the area that you know best being the insurance agency? Absolutely. Um, we want to work with insurtechs. We want to work with insurance carriers. We've, had, we've already had conversations with several of them. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time where we will eventually work with a carrier, whether that's on a, uh, on a book roll or on a specific opportunity. Um, but absolutely, this is not just for insurance, agents, insurance agencies, although that's how we started. Um, and that's the world that I've been in for the last, you know, 15 years. And I don't think we would be to the point of where we're at if I didn't know all these insurance agencies. You know, we're going to conferences and we're meeting people that way. Um, but really, a lot of what happened early on was the people that I knew, the networking that I've done, the, the carriers know what I'm up to. We, uh, we have great relationships with a lot of different companies, carriers. Um, so absolutely, this is not just for an insurance agency, uh, whether it's a small carrier, a regional carrier, or a national carrier. There's no reason why we couldn't we couldn't help them as well. Yeah, no that that makes a lot of sense in terms of the next level of evolution for what you all could be doing with with CoverDesk. Now, with that said, you know, Andy, you mentioned that um, you know one of the biggest challenges that. Uh, insurance agencies are facing today is the fact that technology is transforming at a rapid pace um, and carriers aren't keeping up with that technological transformation, even if the agent can keep up with the transformation themselves. You know, so um, as a part of your value proposition, what you all mention is that uh, you all really try to um, enable the independent agency that you're working with to become that agent of the future. If you don't mind, Andy, you know, talk to me a little bit about what that means and how CoverDesk is specifically working to enable that. Sure. So, you know, right now, CoverDesk is working on uh, technology that will help our clients when uh, when it comes to the back office. 
So we're working on technology that's going to allow us to help our clients do quoting faster, things like that. Um, but really, at the end of the day, the agencies and our clients need to stop focusing on the busy work and they need to focus on selling new business, working on technology in their office um, and retaining their business. So they need to use CoverDesk or whatever companies out there that they want to use um, to really allow them to focus, uh, build out their systems and their platforms. But for most insurance agencies, I think there's a lot of agencies out there that really don't know what's going on because there is this gigantic revolution of, uh, you know, that's going on in the insure tech space. And uh, in, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be, you know, 7,000 people that get together and they're all trying to figure out, you know, how do we change the, the industry? Um, and there's probably, you know, a good amount of those people that want to put the insurance agents out of business, quite honestly, you know, and, you know, my philosophy is that, the agent will always be there uh, for certain products. And, and you know, we have a, a very good value proposition. Um, you know, so I, I think really to answer your question, you know, we are working on uh, great technologies that will allow us to win and help our clients. We use uh, some technology today that allows us to be um, uh, work in the Philippines and, and have a good connection and a stable connection to the United States with Internet, things like that. Um, you know, we use Amazon typically for a virtual desktop computer, just allows us to be very safe and secure. Um, so, you know, we're working on a lot of different things right now. Um, you know, we're a newer company. So uh, our focus really, though, is that we provide a service and that service is back office and providing a virtual assistant. Um, but we are working on some specific technology that will allow our clients to win. One of the one of the offerings that we just started is called CoverDesk Direct. So if you don't want to hire your own virtual assistant um, that works 40 hours a week for your agency, um, you can hire CoverDesk Direct, and we will handle the insurance quoting for you, whether that's personal lines or commercial lines. Um, We've got some other services that are going to come along after that, but the quoting is really a big deal. Um, and there, are, there are clients that uh, that we have that have quotes that are just backed up and they can't get to them because sometimes in personal lines, it could take an hour to do one home and auto quote. That's a long time and you have to quote it with multiple companies. And there's a lot of different comparative raters that are out there, but that doesn't solve the problem entirely. You want your salesperson focused on going out and selling, 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 not uh, sitting at a computer all day, you know, quote, quoting multiple companies. Um, so we can really help with some of that. So we can allow an agency to go sell more business and allow us to do the back office. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and, um, and, and I know, you know, you mentioned uh, the, the conference that's going to be coming up in Vegas at ITC in a few weeks. Um, and, um, and you're right, you know, with all of the transformations that's been playing out over the past few years, there are so many people um, in this industry that are looking either to learn more or figure out how they could partake in in these transformations. And frankly, to the point that you made, there are insure techs that are out there that are looking to either enable or displace the independent agent, the carrier, so on and so forth. Now, you know, with that said, I want to go back to something that you mentioned a little bit earlier, right? And and um, along while you while you were talking about your history, you mentioned that you started an insure tech um, organization, which I, I think you wound up um, closing, but it was one where uh, you know you got to the point where you tried to get to integrate the the product into the carrier, um, and and you couldn't get to the point of integration. It, it was just too uh, it, it, the ability wasn't there, you know. So so Andy, I, I'd love to dig a little bit into that. Just knowing that that's a huge challenge that a lot of the insure techs out there 
are facing with carriers. So if you're open to it, if you don't mind, you know, talk to me a little bit about what you were trying to do there and what some of the challenges were that prevented you from being able to work with those carriers. Sure. So, so we started a company called Assurio and then it actually changed names for a couple of different reasons. But so we started Assurio and that was a product that we, um, it was a company that we started and it was basically a product for failure to deliver on a crowdfunding campaign. So there's all these campaigns on probably the top two crowdfund crowdfunding uh, websites. I won't mention their names, but uh, the, you know, one of the larger ones. So there's probably six to 7% of those crowdfunding campaigns. Um, so if you have like a smart wallet and you want to raise money for the smart wallet, well, there's a good, there's a chance that, you know, they could raise uh Four hundred, five hundred thousand uh, dollars from from the actual uh, Kickstarter, and basically, you might never get your wallet. You might not. Uh, you you might lose your money because they can't go produce. So we developed a product that would allow us to sell insurance on a on a crowdfunding campaign, and basically, um, uh, we couldn't get the carrier to integrate with, um, you know, that specific product. I guess the entire campaign. So we wanted to ensure the entire campaign either on the website or uh, by, by individual campaign. So we couldn't get, we actually got the carrier that said, yes, we'd be happy to ensure this. This would be a great opportunity for us, but we weren't going to go sell this product. Uh, you know, when you, on, on its own, we, we basically said, Hey, at checkout, we need to sell the insurance right then and there or ensure the whole website. So we couldn't integrate and that's why we couldn't move forward. So it really wasn't the carrier. It was, um, it was, uh, the other side of what we were trying to do. And then I think they probably, they probably went and started their own, you know, after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, it's, uh, they, to your point, you're right. They probably took the, the idea because that is actually a really great idea. But, you know, interestingly enough, as, as you mentioned, you know, there are, uh, you know, huge um, amounts of campaigns that are out there between so many different organizations that that that, that are out there that really specialize in in in, in this stuff. And um, uh, but what what caught my attention in terms of what you mentioned is that the concept of embedded insurance is really what you all were trying to do and, and do that at the point of um, you know the the campaign starting and so on to make sure that there is uh, potentially the ability for uh, that the the individuals that organize their campaign to actually execute on it right so so you know um, when, when I look at the future of insurance you start you are starting to see much more embedded insurance play out in so many different worlds right you're seeing Volvo and Tesla do it with auto insurance at the point of sale for the for the auto you're seeing it like with companies like at bay who's selling uh, cyber software, but embedding the cyber insurance in the event of a breach or um, a breach of PII or PHI that the insurance will trigger at that point in time. And you're seeing it all across the spectrum. Andy, you know, knowing how you've been seeing the transformation play out in this space, um, embedded insurance being, you know, one of the things that's probably going to become more ubiquitous. What else do you see as the future for where the insurance industry is moving? You know, so I, I think, you know, my my um, expertise and where I've been is I've been on the agency distribution side as a retail agent. And we also have a network of agents that work with us um, in our insurance agency prior to CoverDesk. And, you know, I think that you're going to see um, a lot of the smaller agencies go away, whether they get bought or they get gobbled up. I think the carriers from the space where I've been 
carriers don't want to deal with the small guy anymore. They want to deal with larger opportunities. Um, so I think, you know, for people like me and where I've been, if you're not adopting technology, building technology, or partnering with somebody that has the technology, um, they're not going to win. Um, so I think for somebody like me, and we, we operate a fairly, you know, decent sized enterprise insurance agency, if you're not adopting, um, the technology or, or building, um, it's going to be very difficult to stay in the space. Um, I think everyone's a little scared of what's going to happen with auto insurance. Um, we've always been focused on homeowners insurance. And I think, uh, for us, that's a good position. Um, you know, we think that, yeah, it's, it's people are selling, uh, carriers are selling homeowners online, but we're at the same time, we're seeing that some of these companies that do have an insure tech platform where you can get a quote fairly quickly, that they still want to partner with the independent agency, uh, agent. Um, so we think that's a good thing, but I think, um, you know, really my expertise has been in the, uh, in the retail space and, um, there's just a lot of change that's going on there. And I think the carriers are now starting to adopt some of those changes and, you know, large companies can't just go make a quick change like an insure tech. And that's the beauty of an insure tech where, you know, they can make a change on a dime as to where if you're this big national insurance company, well, you, you can't do that. I mean, it's just, it's too difficult. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of time, I think. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, and, and honestly, that's uh, that's the core foundation of what's known as a disruption theory, right, in which uh, there are carriers and, and companies, frankly, that are out there that's been operating in a certain way that uh, are biased towards continuing to service the business that they have without thinking about the future because they don't want to. Uh, impact uh, the flow of business or their ability to service the portfolio, whereby an in, in insure tech that is coming in this space doesn't really have that history. So they can come in from the ground up or even a small organization can come in from the ground up um, and really you know, work towards what today's expectation is from the customer and service from that point in time, which will wind up disrupting, unfortunately. And I don't like to use the the, the word disrupt, but um, but in, in essence, it would wind up disrupting or uh, or, or impacting the, the value chain for some of the larger um, organizations that might be out there. I mean, I, I look at companies that were staple companies within their industries from GE, and, and, and when you start to look at the, the performance of GE in the space that they are, they've been shedding things like aviation and, and a whole bunch of other things, but that's because there were others that were able to come in at another level and, and do that same work more efficiently. You know, so when, when that translates uh, to me from an insurance um, agency perspective, you know, I actually uh, I recently had a conversation with a close friend of mine that um, is an insurance agent, and and, and you mentioned um, you know digital quoting as one of the examples, um, and um, you know digital quoting from a micro segment perspective is absolutely something that agents. Uh, uh, that, that this agent mentioned um, and others as well, that they're not going after and targeting that business because of the fact that there's an efficient, a more efficient way um, for them to do it digitally. Um, and if they go to touch that business, it automatically becomes unprofitable for them, given the fact that it's in the micro segment. So, you know, those agents um, have an opportunity to leverage uh, uh, digital quoting technologies in, or in order to go after that segment of business without having to actually have a producer or a, a person do that 
um, which will then allow themselves to focus on going after the more complex business um, it, that's probably going to be much more profitable for them. So, you know, Andy, um, from, from your perspective, do you see that uh, a lot of where the agent's value is going to continue to be in the future is on the business that has a higher level of complexity? Or do you see there being um, an opportunity for those agencies to still go after that micro small segment of, of business and do that profitably? profitably as well. Um, and if uh, on, on either way, how do you think, it, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts around agents being able to be successful at capturing that business? Yeah, so we believe that um, really that you the agency controls the business, right? So we, we believe that the reinsurers want to be closer to the risk. So we think that agencies are going to really become uh, you know, they'll build programs, they'll build their own MGAs, uh, and they'll actually, you know, instead of writing with, you know, whatever company they write with today, they might say, hey, we're going to build a program very similar to these insurtech startups. So we believe that, you know, we could be writing on our own paper, whether that's us using a fronting company, most likely that's how it would work. Um, we buy our reinsurance and we think that we can operate the same way, but then we control what's going on and we're not just depending on all of our carrier partners. We love our carrier partners as, as an insurance agency typically, but the reinsurers want to be closer to the risk. So that's going to give us more opportunity for me to go build a program, a homeowner's program typically is what I'm referring to. And that's to me just a huge opportunity. I'm going to have to build tech or I'm going to have to partner with somebody. Um, there's a lot of great stuff that's going on and a lot of systems out there for insure techs and MGAs. But we believe that um, we can build our own uh, our own platform, and we can actually uh, control the risk um, a lot a lot like a lot of these insurtechs that have just come up come come to market um, and started really quickly. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, you know, I find it a little uh, interesting when I hear insurtechs that are coming out and saying, "Hey, we're going to disintermediate the entire agency space," right? And and, and I, I know I said this in the past, but personally. Um, I don't believe in agency disintermediation at all, right? You know, because to your point that you made, uh, still a majority of the business, even though you see a lot of large organizations that are direct to customer, um, uh, they, you know, like the, the progressives and the Geico of the world, a lot of the business is still controlled by the independent agent. And that is really um, where a significant amount of the value is, um, especially given the fact that, you know, even though customer um, expectations are, are changing, um, you know, I, I think where the agents provide such a significant amount of value is when it becomes more complex uh, from a business perspective, but also uh, where the agencies are looking to. Uh, or I'm sorry, where, where the customers are looking for the agents to provide insights, right? So from a digital perspective, while those customers might be starting digital, they're going sort of analog, right, in terms of calling agents, looking to make sure that they have the right, um, you know, uh, insights around what their their risk and exposure is. And then they might be ending their journey on a digital basis. But the agent provides such a significant amount of value, um, you know, by by giving that policyholder the necessary information to, to continue to ensure that they're making themselves whole in this segment. Right. You know, so um, personally, um, I don't believe in disintermediation. And, and I do believe to your point, Andy, that technology, um, as well as just the specific value that agents always uh, already have in, in, in the insurance space is, is really what's going to enable agents to maintain their stronghold in this space. Now, you know, with that said, um, over the past years, 
you heard a lot about technologies like blockchain um, or um, artificial intelligence that's uh, really uh, meant to, to be leveraged in a way that's going to transform the agency workflow and the agency channel. But even when you look at today, you don't really see a lot of those types of technologies, which were buzzwords, let's say in 2018, become a reality in terms of transforming the uh, agent and the insurance workflow uh, in 2019. So Andy, from your perspective, what is it that's driving um, you know, uh, the, the lack of those things that folks thought were really going to transform the industry from really being able to you know, um, take over and, and transform it in a way that people thought it was going to a couple of years ago? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, I, th I think there's a lot going on out there. Um, and I can tell you from where, you know, my side of the desk is that we're ready for it. We want the AI. We want the new innovation. We want all these great products. So, you know, for all the InsurTech people that are listening, you know, all your listeners, I would say, keep creating these great products because I can tell you right now, the entire independent um, IA channel, they want, they want the tools for the long term. Um, they're great clients. They're loyal clients. Um, and I don't think I'm really, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I just think that, you know, we, we all want, um, we want us to, I, I guess the best way to say this is, um, you know, we have great clients. Um, we've got great products. Um, I guess I'm losing my thought here, but, you know, I, I think really at the end of the day is, um, things are maybe going a little bit slower than, uh, you know, maybe certain companies would like. Um, and that's, that's insurance, right? I mean, everything can't go as quick as you want it to go, but I would say, um, the IA channel and, and the MGAs and that, that have been in this traditional space, they're ready for all this, you know, maybe not so much the blockchain, but you know, look, we're, we're actually using antiquated. I mean, look, every insurance agency is using an insurance agency management system. That's a dinosaur typically. Um, you know, we're all downloading policies that you write a policy today with progressive and it downloads at midnight um, whether that's coming from progressive or coming from another company and it downloads into your system. And then you have to sign all these policies, um, to make sure that they, they hit the right client and the right customer shell and policy shell. Um, look, we're, it's time for change. I know some great companies that are working on some stuff. Um, and you know, we are, we are ready for our client to tell us how they want to communicate with us, whether that's by text or email, um, you know, or chat or, you know, whatever the next thing is, um, you know, we we're ready to make those changes. And I think, um, uh, you know, that's, that's very important to what we're all doing. Yeah. Yeah, a a absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and, and I, you know, when, when I look at the, again, the, the value proposition of what you all are doing with CoverDesk, I, I can absolutely see where and how that's going to work to, to really transform um, the space of the independent agent, especially under the context of a lot of the transformations that we've been seeing play out in the space. And, and to the point that you made, of course, which is a core part of your value proposition, uh, which will then allow them to do what they do best in order to grow that agency and, and bring in more business, right? So um, so I really um, am excited about the value prop that you all are offering to this space now. Now, with that said, um, it's hard out there to remain innovative as an organization um, and stay on the cusp of what transformations are playing out as well as how to leverage that in order to 
uh, to, to help your clients and, and, your, and your customers come along in the same way. So, you know, Andy, uh, what are you all doing at CoverDesk to maintain a culture of innovation that others um, out in the industry could learn from? Yeah, you know, I, I think for us, you know, you know, we're, we're really driven by finding a solution to help our clients solve their problems in their insurance agency. And so we've kind of set out, we started by offering the back office services. And right now, you know, we're probably about 18 months into this and we're just starting to build out some technology that's going to be proprietary to us. Um, but I, I would say, you know, for all those people that are out there, um, keep doing and building what you're building um, and find a solution that's going to work um, and solve a, an immediate problem. Because there's a lot of solutions out there that people are building, but they're really not solving problems. And um, at least that's kind of what I've seen over the last few years. Um, you, you know, I think every insurance agent, insurance agent um, is willing to give a shot at a product or a service that might think that it would help them. Um, I guess that's kind of been my philosophy over the last you know, 10 years or so, like, hey, we're willing to try something and see if it works, but not everything works. And I think for us, um, we're really focused on solutions that are going to help our clients solve a problem and hopefully make them more money, you know, with us. And truly, you know, our clients are our partners. It's not just that, hey, they're our clients and we're going to make a ton of money from them. We're partnered for success. Their success is our success. Um, but for our future really is, we're going to build that technology that's going to set us apart from everyone else and all of our competitors, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I I wholeheartedly agree with the fact that, um, you know, you are seeing a lot of organizations that are out there that are building things, but they, they're not really solving problems that's going to help to support the future of what you mentioned in terms of being your, your partners, right? It's, it's more of a, a technical capability that's been built that might be looking for a business model to apply it to um, instead of looking for a real problem that's going to help the insurance industry with um, with with what they are, are hoping to do in terms of servicing customers. So, you know, um, I, I, well, I think I th Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I think part of the problem is there's a lot of people focused on building tech that don't know about insurance. Yeah. So, you know, if you're an insure tech, and you want to build a product, well, you need to bring somebody onto your team that understands insurance and what you're building and, and actually how, um, how insurance works, whether that's from a claims perspective or, um, uh, you know, distribution or, you know, selling a product. Uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that want to be uh, in our space right now. Uh, one, because they think it's cool. Two, because they think they can make a lot of money. Um, but if you don't know insurance, and I've seen some great insure techs start up really quickly and they brought on the right insurance people. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they've been very, very successful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, um, hey, Andy, I, I want to say thank you. You know, this was an absolute great conversation. And um, I know that the listeners are going to get a lot of value from this. Um, if they want to continue the conversation with you and also learn more about CoverDesk, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the best way is just go to our website, CoveredS.com, or uh, you can send an email to hello at CoveredS.com. That's the best way. Perfect. Well, hey, Andy, once again, I want to say thanks. This was a great conversation, and I look forward to continuing to follow the successes of CoverDesk. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Abel. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. So, of course, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe button so you can get all of the episodes as it's released each Thursday. 
So if uh, you got a lot of value out of this, send this to your friends, share this on social media, LinkedIn, tag me, just say how much value you're getting out of it so others can get the same value too. So once again, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.